Hello friends, forgive me if my audio uh, is a little bit weird as I figure out how to make my audio right again after moving. And yeah, moving, moving in general. And uh, yeah, like when the Focusrite Scarlet interface went through the move, all the knobs got turned. <laughs> so I don't remember where my knobs were. And that's a bit of a bummer. So yeah, uh, more on modals, folks. Uh, this is, so the ID stuff is unreleased yet. Actually, it might be released by the time you hear this. Maybe not. But I did release a few other things that I added as I was building out the modal for the Alpine components thing. Um, by the way, if you're not on that Alpine components email list, go to the Alpine docs and get on that list because I'm going to be dropping the modal code and screencast as soon as I'm done with it on that list. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the place where I, I've been a little bit quiet on that but I'll be back to being verbal about it once I get unstuck on some of these things, which I'm now unstuck. Um, and that's the place where I talk about the components I'm building. And I really don't have like, maybe I should do another episode about that project and the product and the vision, how it's changed and how just kind of all the general takeaways on adapting a product and listening to feedback and launching and whatever. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. But for now, let's talk about two things that I added that Alpine needed to make modals really, really, really easy now. So the hard part about a modal is not the, well, I guess, you know what, let's even back up to simple Alpine before I even added transitions into Alpine. Creating a modal in Alpine is really simple. You have an X data open equals false, a button is set open to true, and then your divs with your, you know, there's some CSS annoyances with modals, like getting the overlay right, using the fixed positioning stuff like that, um, getting your modal centered, all that stuff. So let's just say that's not Alpine's concern, that's CSS's or Tailwind's concern if you use Tailwind. And they've taken care of that, so that part's easy. Um, and the Alpine is seemingly easy, but if you wanna use transitions with your modal, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, that's really kind of the reason that the transition system came about. Um, as a Adam was building Tailwind UI, like he had some transition needs and he was using Alpine to build it out, and so I added the things that he needed. And one of those things was, okay, if I have a transition on the whole div itself, and I wanna add both a scale uh, transition so that the modal kind of like whooshes in, but also an opacity, I don't want the over, I want the overlay to just fade in, but the dialog box to both fade in and swoosh in. And I want, and when those two transitions are done, I want to then hide the wrapper div but the wrapper div needs to wait for those transitions to be done. So I, that was like the big first thing that, that made the uh, transition system more robust was like now, you know, now if you have a parent X show and X show transitions in within that parent, like the overlay, the parent X show will wait for all nested transitions to finish before hiding itself. And that happens recursively. And I've talked about on that, the show, I've talked about that on the show before, but that's something that like Alpine transition, transition system is really robust and handles a lot of use cases and is really well built. And we've hardened it a lot over, I guess maybe I can say years now, um, more than a year. And a lot of that uh, initially was due to Adam just kind of pushing me for a more robust transition system for his needs. And I'm really glad he did because now we have a transition system that you can use for um, you know, all levels of things. It's not just a cute little like, oh, you can fade stuff in and out. It's like, no, you can really manage. This is a transition manager. Um, no matter what kind of transitions you're using, this is a transition lifecycle recursive 
crazy management system, which is cool, whatever. Um, so, so that's one thing that, that already is in Alpine, which makes modals nice and simpler um, from a JavaScript framework standpoint. But then there's the things that, that a lot of people don't add to modals that you quote unquote need. And so the first one is focus trapping. So that when you open a modal, the first focusable thing in that modal it receives focus. And then as you tab through that thing, you want that focus when, when you hit the end of focusable elements in the modal. So you're tabbing through the next input, the next input, the okay button or whatever. Once you hit the end without focus trapping, you hit tab and now you're focused off of the modal back on the page somewhere underneath the modal, which is very confusing. So that's something that's confusing and annoying just for a user who's not even using assistive technologies, but extremely um, makes, it, makes life harder when you're using an assistive technology like a screen reader. Then you get to the end of modal and now you're focused off the modal, but the modal's not closed. And, you know, so you can't like click anywhere and things like that. And that's, that's kind of crazy. So focus trapping is something that needs to be added. So uh, when Alpine 3 came out, I added a plugin called Xtrap that allows you to declaratively just say Xtrap and then a Boolean value. And if the Boolean value is true, then that element will have focus trap within it. And then if it's false, it won't. And it works with nested elements. So you could have traps within traps. And when the nested traps release, they focus the previously focused element and then so on and so forth until all the traps are released and you're back to the main page. So that stuff is in Alpine. It's in the trap plugin. It's really nice. Um, yeah, it's great. And so it takes something that's really hard and makes it easy. So that's the next kind of uh, hurdle there for creating modals. It's just done. It's just X-trap. It's really nice. Then there's two more. There's on top of the focus trapping, uh, when you have a dialogue open for screen readers, you want to add aria hidden attributes to all elements that aren't the modal on the page so that the screen reader isn't reading out like the entire page. It's sort of to the screen reader. This is the page now. The contents of the modal is the page now. So, I mean, the code for that is actually kind of fun um, and not that complex. You're sort of crawling up the DOM and looking for siblings and adding aria hidden to siblings as you crawl up the dom um so the code is kind of nice but whatever that now exists in alpine as a dot inert modifier so if you say uh, aria sorry if you say xtrap dot inert now you'll get that aria hidden functionality out of the box and it'll remove itself after you you know toggle the trap off which is nice and the the inert thing is that there's like a proposal for browsers to support an inert attribute for something like a modal um, so that you could, you know, whatever it's supposed to make this stuff easy, but right now, um, this is what we're doing. Xtrap dot inert. This is the way. And so the other modifier is dot no scroll because another, uh, sort of standard for dialogues is to disable scrolling on the page. Um, and I don't know if that's all dialogues or just modals, but, um, but so that like the scroll bar for the main page is removed when you open the modal. So you really feel like you're on a new page within a page, sort of. And you have to add some properties to the body tag to disable scrolling. And so now that exists and it'll add and remove itself as you need. So if you say xtrap.inert.noscroll and then, you know, equals modal is open or something, then all of this stuff will be given to you in just a few characters of code, which is awesome. And that's really kind of the final boss. The real final boss is the ID stuff I talked about in the last episode. So now you can have your dollar sign ID modal title, aria labeled by modal title. So you sprinkle in a few attributes, a role dialogue, an xtrap.inert.noscroll, 
transitions as you want, and then you have a modal without doing all this craziness yourself, and you can show it off to your friends as a responsible, accessible modal that is bulletproof, ideally. Um, so that's something. Everybody wants a good canonical modal, and now I feel like Alpine has everything it needs to, uh, like it's even silly to like put put the modal code behind like a paywall or something because it's so simple. And that's that's something that feels good to me. It's like, I can literally just have like, example code, copy and pasteable example code, kind of like Bootstrap does for like, folks, here's a modal, go for it, have at it. So that's a cool thing. Um, that's sort of the final thing. And then do we have any time left here? We do. So I discovered, I released some of this stuff and then somebody found a bug with Xtrap, Kevin McKee, good guy, Kevin McKee. He found a bug where when you're using it with Livewire and Entangle, Xtrap trips up a little bit and doesn't really work how you'd think. And I thought, oh, entangle, oh no, whatever. But here's here was kind of the interesting, I didn't realize how different X-Trap was from other directives in Alpine in a few ways. The first way is that X-Trap, like, is something that, you know, when when Livewire has a new DOM that, it, that MorphDOM wants to, like, patch into the page, it initializes itself before it does the patch. Like, Alpine is initialized on this, like, off-page DOM. It's disconnected from the actual DOM. It initializes itself on that. And when you initialize Xtrap, it it actually like does things to the live page to trap the focus. So that's a problem. You have the real Xtrap on the page and then the fake Xtrap that, um, you know, is sort of blocking the real Xtrap and causes weird side effects. So I didn't really realize that at first. So I had to change the Xtrap modal internally so that Alpine is now smart, where when you're using Alpine off page to do a clone where you're cloning a tree whatever. We don't have to get into what a clone is, but it's essentially that. Initialize Alpine on a dead DOM tree for just reference purposes to patch the real DOM. Now it's intelligent and doesn't actually apply a trap because you wouldn't need that. It doesn't do anything to the HTML, but it does. If you add a NERT, it does still add the ARIA hidden attributes because you need those. And then I found another thing that is different about this, where inert, if you add xtrap.inert, it doesn't add any DOM to the actual element itself it changes elements around the element. It adds aria hidden to sibling elements, which is something that I didn't realize, but is a first for an Alpine directive, which becomes a little bit of a problem with MorphDOM because MorphDOM walks the DOM and it initializes as it walks. So when it gets to like, so when Alpine, um, this is only like a kind of an edge case, actually, like this only applies if you have a nested Alpine component with dot an xtrap inert on it and you didn't use alpine above it whatever morph dom will have already morphed the other elements and then you get to the element that that initializes dot inert and it adds aria hidden to previous elements but those elements have already been dealt with by morph dom and then and then it thinks everything's fine but it's not um because it didn't like have a chance to initialize and then walk the dom whatever um, anyway, uh, and I don't even know if that's a real bug anymore, but yeah, I don't know. It's just some few notes on the implementation side of things that I realized that like, oh, Xtrap is actually different than any other directive in a handful of ways. A, it does something to the document itself, not just the DOM element it's applied on. Dot inert adds things to elements around it, not just the element you added on. And no scroll changes the body tag. Uh, these are all side effects. It's a very side effecty directive, which I think is very powerful, but it introduces a new set of concerns that I have to, you know, weigh out. 
Um, so that's that. Hopefully that's interesting to you, but I think we packed a lot of power into some of the new Alpine releases. And then hopefully I'll be getting this modal screencast and code out to you guys on that newsletter. So go to the Alpine docs, hit the components tab and throw in your email. Um, you'll get an automated email that sends you like the accordion component, I think, and also the carousel. I think I'd give you two full components. Um, and then I'll be releasing the modal, uh, pretty soon. So that's that. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. Bye. Bye.